So we're going to be in Luke 10 again this morning, loving God with all of our heart. A couple of weeks ago, all of our soul last week, all of our mind this week. Um, you know, as Daniel was sharing, uh, it, it, is, it is so important that we, we get a hold of that fact, that truth that God has made us with minds um, to understand and to learn and to know. This became really, really impacted me um, several years ago when I was um, working on a second master's at the University of Washington in Arabic and Islamics. Nice little hobby if you want to do that. Um, and at the same time, I was a, a teaching assistant in, in the School of World Religions at the University of Washington. And um, I was working under an atheist Jew professor. And the class that he was teaching at the time was on Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. And he didn't really know much about any of them. Um, but in particular, one class on Islam that he was teaching, it was just, he was just so inaccurate in teaching the class that afterwards I went to him respectfully and I said, uh, you know, what you taught just wasn't accurate. And he looked at me and he said, I don't really care. He says, the reason I'm teaching is to destroy the faith of any young people that might be Christians. That's why he was teaching at the University of Washington. Um, and he was doing a good job of, of what he was doing. You know, that's why God has made us with minds and why we read in the scriptures in so many places, Paul said in 2 Timothy 1.12, I know whom I have believed and I'm convinced that he's able to keep what I've entrusted to him until that day. In Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the certainty in what we do not see. Um, if your faith is a, what we call a blind faith, then it's really, no, it's really not faith at all. And it isn't the faith that God calls us to, to well, just, just believe, you know? Um, he calls us to a faith that is based on fact to where we can say, I know what I've believed. And so I've offered the advice to many individuals, check it out. I mean, check out anything and everything because I'm convinced of the truth of Jesus Christ, that he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. And I believe in him because I've checked it out. And I think it's true compared to anything else. So God has made us with minds and minds to use so that we can have a faith that is really built on a, a firm foundation. And so we can stand up and not be intimidated because it's easy to be intimidated in the world that we live in and where people, you know, where we feel like, you know, fear and, and uncertainty. We just got to keep our mouths shut. 
But with respect and compassion and love of Christ, we need to be people that are confident in what we believe. You know, having said that, as we took turn to Luke chapter 10, let me read it. And uh, I don't think that's what this verse is talking about. But we're, we'll come to that in a second. But if you look with me at Luke chapter 10, um, this is our third week. In verse 25, it says, On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Well, what is written in the law? Jesus replied, how do you read it? And the man answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus replied, you've answered correctly. Do this and you will live. And the series that we're doing over the about five weeks is entitled Vital Signs because the heart of what we're, what we're wanting to ask is, as we're going through these, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. The question is, 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 is because we want to really live. Jesus in, in John 10.10 10 said, I came that you might have life and have it to the full. And, and so often we settle for just existing or just surviving when Jesus made us to live. And Jesus says, if you want to live, if you want the abundant life that I promised, then it's going to happen as you love God with all of your affections, passions, desires, your heart, as you guard your heart, and the affections, what the idols in your heart, what is the treasure of your heart, that, that that treasure is Jesus. If Jesus is the treasure of your heart, Jesus says, then, then you'll live. You'll really experience the life that I offer. And if, and if the spirit is the very breath that you breathe, as you breathe in and breathe out, and, and he's the essence of your very being as Paul says in, in Acts 17, it's in him that we live and move and have our being. And if he in reality is our very breath, then we'll live. Then we'll really experience the life that Jesus offers. And, and so today Jesus says, and if you love the Lord your God with all your mind, you will live, experience the life that I offered. Um, so in thinking about that this morning, um, I want to ask a question that really hits at the heart of it, and it's how is your thought life? How is your thought life? You know, one of the things that's probably, a, a, I mean, we're all really glad sitting here this, this morning as we've as we visited before and in the middle and as we're sitting next to individuals, and, and we all got thoughts going on, thoughts that we came with, secret thoughts. I think a lot of us are thinking, man, I, you know, it's, I'm glad that the person next to me doesn't know what I'm thinking. You know, as, or as if you greeted somebody during the middle and, and you thought the gal really had an ugly dress, and you're thinking, man, that's an ugly dress. I mean, that they didn't know you were thinking that. Or if, or if a guy you were talking to is like, man, he's got really big ears. You're glad that he probably didn't know you were thinking that. Um, I think 
what are the thoughts that we think? I mean, some of you are thinking right now, how long before this sermon's over? You know? <laughs> or does Dave really think his jokes are funny? You know? <laughs> Thanks for laughing. The, uh... But we think a lot of thoughts, don't we? Um, how many of you thought, I'm a piece of garbage? Um, I'm, I'm a failure. I'm worthless. I don't really know if God's real. How can there be a God when there is so much suffering and evil in the world? Wow, I wish the guy that I was talking to right now, I wish my husband was as nice as him. Or the gal that you're looking at, man, she's good looking. How is your thought life? You know, as as we come to this verse, I think that's the essence of what this verse is saying. It's saying that that we're to love the Lord our God with all of our thinking. And if our thinking honors and pleases God, then we will really live. Now, there's a word in the New Testament, and the word, it's, if you were to transliterate it, it would, it would be spelled N-O-U-S. It's pronounced noose, and it's, it's the word for mind that appears many times in the New Testament. And literally, it could be translated mind or, or intellect, and it's kind of what I, I began with. It's God has made us with minds, and he's give, made us, we have a rational faith. It's not irrational. It's based on facts. It's based on information that we believe because it's true. It's not, hey, just just believe it. It's not, and I tell you, there's a lot of people I think, unfortunately, maybe some of you sitting here this morning that had an emotional experience. And emotions are a part of our being also. But maybe you were a part of a crowd like I was when I was um, in junior high and the speaker gave an invitation that if anybody wanted to believe in Jesus, you know, come forward. And, and I was standing there, and everybody around me went forward. Well, you know, I might be dumb, but I'm not stupid. I mean, standing there all by myself, what kind of a hard heart, you know, would a guy be? And so I went forward too. I got a really cool signature from a pro basketball player as a result, so that made it worth it. But, but I didn't get saved by going forward because everybody else was or because of some emotions I was feeling at the time. It's because it's with our hearts that we believe some information. Our mouths we confess, I believe this is true. Jesus is mine. I belong to him. That's the word noose. But that's when it says here, loving God with all your mind is how you really live. That's not the word used here. The word is actually a compound word that it's made up, which means it's made up of two words. It's a little English lesson on behalf of my wife because she's homesick. So the um, it's a preposition, dia, which means through. And the second word is mind. So it literally means 
when it says loving God with all your mind, it's loving God through your mind. Is literally, it's the word, to give you an idea of how this word is translated, in some other places, in Luke one fifty one, it says God has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. And thoughts, that's the word dianoia, translated mind here. Um, Ephesians 4.18, it says they are darkened in their understanding. Same word, dianoia, translated mind here. They are darkened in their thinking, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of their hearts. They have this distorted thinking. And one more, 1 John 5.20, it says, we know that the Son of God has come and has given us dianoia, correct thinking, understanding, so that we may know him who is true and we are in him who is true in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. So literally, we could translate this, love God with all of your thoughts. And Jesus says, do this, and you will live. So loving God means that God doesn't care just that we think, but how we think. To really live isn't dependent on our brain capacity that you're smart, that you've got a high IQ, that you can give 10 reasons why God exists. You can do that and be an angry, crotchety, miserable person, not living and enjoying the life that Jesus offered. Loving God doesn't depend on our brain capacity, but our thought Activity, Get the difference? Not our brain capacity, but our, our thought activity. It means that what we think impacts how we live. What we think impacts how we live. And, and we know that, don't we? If you're struggling with bitter, un, unforgiving thoughts, and, and maybe that's where some of you are right now, you're struggling with unforgiveness and bitterness to another person. You can't have those thoughts and be living, right? <laughs> Thriving, experience the abundant life of Christ. No, that, that comes with forgiving. You can't have thoughts of, man, I'm a, I am just a worthless piece of garbage. I am a failure. I am nobody. And, and be experiencing the life of Christ. Because you're believing a lie. You're not walking in the truth. And you can't be struggling, you can't be struggling with, with lustful thoughts because lust leeches away the ability to truly love God and others. And so deprives us of really living. Loving the Lord our God with all of our thinking. Wouldn't that be beautiful? And, and I think that's general. G- you know what Jesus simply said, this is, this is what I want you to be people, people whose thoughts, whose thoughts are such that you control them and they don't control you. 
and so you really live. Just a couple of thoughts on how we do that. How can we love the Lord our God with all of our mind, with all of our thinking, with, with what goes through our heads? If you turn with me to Colossians chapter 3, we're just going to look at a, a few passages to help us with how can we love the Lord our God with our thoughts. Because our, our thoughts can trap us, can't they? <laughs> Wreak havoc in us. How can we love the Lord our God with all of our thoughts? Colossians 3, look at this. Verse 1, since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above. That's your affections. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things above. And literally it means think on things that are above, not on things that are earthly. Why? Verse 3, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. One of, the, one of the key things to thinking thoughts that free us to really live is, is thinking the truth. <laughs> Setting our, our thoughts on things above, not on earthly things. How many of us, our thoughts, your thoughts, are dominated and controlled and dictated by what's going on around you? Which is so much of it is filled with lies. And your identity is based on what others are thinking or, or, or what happened growing up or what you've done versus what it says here, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. That's your identity if you're a follower of Jesus. That's who you are. Look at Romans chapter 6. This is a great passage. Romans 6. And I would even encourage some of you that are struggling with self-deprecating thoughts with struggling with your identity and you're not experiencing the life of Jesus because you're struggling with who you are to memorize this. This this is good stuff. Romans 6, starting at verse 3. It says, Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Meaning the picture of baptism as was this picture of I died with Jesus His death was my death. His resurrection was my resurrection. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. The point of Jesus' death and resurrection and our identity in him was that we'd live. For if we've been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that the power of sin might be broken in our lives, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. And we could say slaves to sinful thoughts, to lies. Because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now if we died with Christ... We believe that we will also live with him. Do you believe that? For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. And if you're in Jesus, that's your death. That's your life. And the point is verse 11. It says, in the same way then, 
count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. The, the word is reckon, consider, think. This is what is true. If you're in Christ, you're a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. It doesn't matter what people say about you. It doesn't matter what you've done. That's who you are. That's your identity. And the only way to live is to live thinking those true thoughts. How do we love the Lord our God with all of our thinking? It's setting our minds on the truth and and thinking on those things that are above. And in Philippians 4.8, it says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, and that's the way we think all the time, right? (laughs) I mean, it says, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Not allowing ourselves the the pleasure, and it can be a, a... a sick pleasure, isn't it, of, of thinking self-deprecating thoughts, thinking that somehow we're, there's a, a, a humility to it, but it isn't. It's a, it's a sinful pride that doesn't believe and accept who we really are in Jesus. Or the pleasure of lustful or bitter or critical or condescending thoughts. Think on things that are pure. How in the world do we do this? One more passage in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 10. In verse 3, 2 Corinthians, Paul says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. And when I read this in the first service, the, the first thing that came to my mind is our weapons aren't words. How many times do we use words as our weapons? The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And the strongholds that are being talked about here, the arguments and the pretensions that are set up against the knowledge of God are the lies about who you are or, or what it's okay to think about, what it's okay to have in our thoughts. It says, we must take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Setting our minds on things above, on who we are in Christ seated at the right hand of the throne of God and taking thoughts captive that are in opposition to who we really are. Loving God isn't about brain capacity, but about thought activity. How is your thought life? Um, You know, one of the hardest things for me um, in preaching a sermon is I usually end up struggling with what I'm preaching about because I'm going to preach it. Um, and that, that, that happened this morning as I, was, as I got up early and I was uh, sitting on the bed and I was just ref- beginning to reflect over the, the sermon 
and the scripture, you can't, I mean, you can imagine the, the struggle I began to have in my thoughts. Um, as I was going to talk about loving God with our thoughts, and I, I just began to struggle intensely with, with thoughts, I, lustful thoughts and self-deprecating thoughts, like, what do you have to share? And you're going to screw it up. And, 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 and lustful thoughts. How do you deal with that? I mean, here I'm about ready to preach about loving God with all your thoughts and, 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 and having thoughts in a way that I'll really live and I won't be prisoner to my thoughts, but I'll, I'll be living and enjoying the life that God has, has to offer me. Well, knowing that in a, in a couple hours I was going to have to talk to you about this and either I could... Uh, struggle because I'd really screwed up and I hadn't taken thoughts captive and I hadn't said it, it, it helped. Let me, what did I do? I think I did what, what the scripture says to do here this time and immediately I began to think of worship songs in my head. It's the first thing I did. I just began to think, oh Lord, you're beautiful. Your face is all I seek. Then I was thinking, I love you, Lord. And I just began to rummage through my head, some, and it was, it was wonderful. It turned a battle in my mind, a battle over thoughts, and, and I think every one of us goes through that battle, don't we? Whether it's critical, unforgiving, judgmental, lustful, self-deprecating thoughts. What is the answer to those things? Number one, the answer is setting our thoughts on things above. Maybe for you it would be worship music. Just say... Um, I mean, the songs that we sing here are wonderful. Just writing them down or remembering them. Um, Cindy is great, my wife. She'll, she did it again this week. She sent me a text with a, a link to a song to listen to. Um, maybe it's encouraging one another. Instead of, you know, the secret thoughts that we have, like, how can there really be a God? <laughs> when what's going on is going on. Instead of keeping those secret thoughts to ourselves as if we're probably the only one who has ever thought, is God really real? I have. I mean, I know all the theological answers, but there's times when I've faced suffering and it's like, God, how can you be good in the face of evil? Instead of keeping those thoughts to ourselves, being transparent with one another so we can encourage one another with the truth of who Jesus is and the goodness of who God is. In the midst of an evil world, there are answers. But we've got to open up our hearts, our, the thoughts of our hearts, whether it's to worship music or the, or the encouragement of one another to, to bring one another back to the truth of the word of God so the lies can be dispelled. Again, Cindy is one of the, the biggest blessings in my life because one of the things I struggled with, I struggle with, and I've shared this at other times, is with having grown up being told you'll never amount to anything over and over and over again. You know, after a while, it sticks in your head. And it doesn't matter whatever, what, what you've accomplished on the outside, it, it, on the inside, there can still be that, Dave, 
you'll never amount to anything. Dave, you're a failure. And what is the answer to that? Well, taking thoughts captive, putting my mind on things above, remembering who I am in Jesus, being encouraged by others to say, Dave, you're a child of God. You're loved. You're accepted. You belong to him. (laughs) And if I do that, and if we do that together, the opportunity then is for us to live, to really live, not just to get by struggling with our thoughts, battling our thoughts, but having victory over them, loving the Lord our God with all of our thinking because our thinking is embedded in the truth of the word of God that we're encouraging one another with, pointing our thoughts to him. Psalm 139, 23 and 24 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me. Maybe any, any the lies that I think, the things that I struggle with in my thoughts. And God, reveal those and lead me to the truth. Lead me in the way everlasting. Let's pray. Oh God, you know our thoughts even right now. (laughs) It could be that uh, as I said, (laughs) the struggles of my thoughts, um, I'll never amount to anything that somebody's thinking, well, (laughs) but you don't know what I've done (laughs) or you, you don't know who I am. God, more lies, that the enemy is trying to make strongholds in our heads to keep us from living. God, I pray that you would expose to each one of us the thoughts that keep us from life, whether they're bitter or unforgiving or lustful or critical or self-deprecating. God, expose them and help us to bring them to the truth of who we are because of who Jesus is and who we are in him. God, help us to be people that live and think in the truth and so people who really live. In Jesus' name, amen.